Bridge. What's up, y'all? It is Friday. It's Kung Fu Friday. My name is Alex, and I am from Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. This week, we reviewed the、uh, Netflix Bleach live action movie. For those of you who don't know what Bleach is, what the fuck are you doing with your life? For those of you who do. You're gonna enjoy the shit out of this movie because it was badass. Bleach is based off of an anime、uh, that follows a a young youth. A young youth is there an old youth? A young youth who is、uh, going to school and he has no mother and he has a crazy father and two younger sisters. He's a well-to-do kid. Who can fight really well? But、uh, plot twist—he could see ghosts. So it kind of follows his、uh, his story,、uh, and he meets a what they call a shinigami, which is Japanese for a soul reaper. I think, anyway.、Uh, I never fact check these things, and、uh, he meets this soul reaper. And she needs his help destroying a hollow, which is a evil spirit who eats the ghosts of the or the souls of the non-departed. And she transfers her powers to him, and he becomes a shinigami himself, which apparently is a huge taboo. You cannot do this if you are part of the soul society. You cannot give your powers to a human, and it basically shows a race against the clock, where Ichigo needs to get strong enough to transfer his powers back to Rukia. Otherwise, if they do it too soon, he will die. And it's、uh, it's a pretty cool plot for those of you who、uh, are new to it. Myself and Con or Conifer, as I like to call him,、uh, the gaming guru, and me myself, the wee boy posing as a functioning member of society. We had the pleasure of reviewing this movie. Nakansi, our third host, was in Amsterdam. What the fuck, Nakansi?、Uh, sick invite, J.K.、Uh, so uh, we go into this. We go into a little review, a little mini review of Iron Fist season two, which is super dope. But、uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and we'll see you guys next week. We'll see what we'll have in store for you, crazies. Enjoy. That, that's the whole episode. That thanks for stopping by. Thanks、Bleach for... is a really good movie about coloring your hair. That's all it is. Just a tutorial on、uh, how to bleach your hair. Nah, nah. But really though, <laughs> let's get into that podcast. Yes. Hey, w- man. Welcome to HSTSC thirty three. Hidden shadows of the secret chamber. <laughs> Hola y bienvenidos a Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Do we even have a Spanish-speaking audience? I like to think so. No, you know what? That's a different podcast. All right. <laughs>、um, Tentacles, please. 
Tentacles, please. Uh, so that one reaches to all ages and, and demographics, genders, and non-binary. If you don't identify with one of those, exactly. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. We are a movie review podcast. We are your source for your light and heavy action nerd needs. We'll tell you what movies you should be watching, as well as any other dope medias for the nerd soul. My name's Alex. I'm Khan. And as far as this recording is concerned, that's Nakansi, right? Yep. He doesn't say his name ever. Come on, Nakansi. Why don't you why don't you speak into the mic? No. You can't. Why? <laughs> That's my closest Myron. Oh yeah. I don't think it was that good. He does. He has a couple of different ones he pulls out of his ass. So normally we're joined by our third host. His name is Nakansi. Uh, but today uh, he is out in Amsterdam. What's he doing out in Amsterdam? I thought he was in the Netherlands. He told me he was in Amsterdam today. It's got to be. It's got to be one of those. I mean, Europe is a big conglomerate of tiny countries, much like the East Coast. Except the East Coast is considered one part of one country. Yep. That's what I think of. America's when great. America's <laughs> great again. What? That's not good. <laughs> uh, so, yes, our boy. So, it's just going to be you. So, me and me and Junior today. And uh, But when... Sock's over there in the background somewhere. And Sparky's in the closet. Sock is lying on the bed. She's, she's all comfortable our cat and then uh sock just won't come out of the closet and i've been corrected amsterdam is a city in the country of netherlands thank you jordan thanks jordan i i also want to stand by i need to brush up on my uh my my history because like, there's 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 some place near one of them where you like like you call them dutch mm-hmm. i think that's denmark is a country or is that the capital of Sweden? Wait, so now I'm see. This is why I, I asked it in the first place. Because I thought Germans called Germany Deutschland. It's confusing over there, guys. It's confusing here in America. It is. At what point is San Diego County not considered its own country? Seriously, we have the population of a fucking country, and we reach all the way up, technically speaking, to L.A. L.A. is still considered Southern California. Fucking nuts, bro. And L.A. itself is its own country. God damn it, it is. They have the traffic to be more than three countries, actually. Do you hear about Elon Musk and he, want, he wants to start tunneling under underground? That man sees 5,000 years in the future and he's only going to live another 40. It's fucking crazy. I mean, if he smokes more, he might live another 50. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, maybe, but he might go broke unless... Takes his, I think that's why he wanted to take his company private, huh? So he didn't have to worry about that bullshit. But you know what? He's got Neil deGrasse Tyson's support. So, you know, that guy could get anybody out of trouble. John Stevens says, uh, fuck, man, you guys are so damn amazing. And then he says, fuck you guys. Probably because I didn't read his message in time. And then he leaves off with, what the fuck? I'm from San Diego, too. Yo, what's up? What was his name again? John Stephen. John Stevens. You know what, man? You're amazing. I apologize for not reading your uh, message faster because we are also having a conversation while recording this podcast. Alex, edit anywhere you like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what I want to do is give a few shout outs. Uh, first of all, today we watched the Bleach live action movie, Fantastic. 
Um, mm, fanboy boner. Yas. Uh, today is September 16th. Yes. Oh, Mexican Independence Day. Arriba, Mexico. So what happened uh, yesterday was a huge uh, boxing event. Canelo Alvarez versus uh, Gennady Golovkin, a.k.a. Triple G. Uh, I just want to give a shout out because I did not believe in Canelo. I was going for Triple G. And he showed up and besmoted all over Triple G. It was a fantastic fight. Go on YouTube, catch that shit Do when it's free. you think he has good speeds? It's I only think, 3G. I think <laughs> Triple G has all the speeds. I don't know. 4G is pretty good. But have you taken into consider G in consideration G-Force? Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. That was a bad movie. It was. It was. <laughs> I know. Are we going to review that movie? I think we have to now. Now that we've called it a bad movie, we actually have to. Uh, it is an action movie, which falls under our very broad coverage. Uh, genre of what we do. Let's yeah. see what's Michael Steven. I think he's. Uh, oh, he doesn't say anything worth worth uh, saying there. What the fuck? <laughs> the internet is beautiful. That's all. I love you, internet. Uh, great message there, Michael Stephen. John Stephen. He has two Michael first Stephen names. Michael Stephen Douglas. Where did why 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 are you going with? I'm four just saying names? a bunch of f- f- white first names. <laughs> John, S- Michael, Stephen, Stephen, Douglas, Douglas. All first names. And anywhere you like. <laughs> Anyways, so that was fantastic. That fight was super dope. Um, so shout out to anybody who caught that fight. Shout out to Triple G mm. for freaking like. Uh, who should have been knocked out easily in the sixth or seventh round and turned it around and basically... I wouldn't want to say easily just because there was... there Like, at what percentage are you considering it easy? Because I never I'm, counted him out for more than 40%. I'm saying the man was gassed for like... He was definitely gassed. He was fucking... He couldn't fucking breathe he his feet looked so weak and canelo was throwing knockout punches like he I was say looking and hunting for the knockout the parts of the fight that i did catch yeah that was actually a good fight that was that was not a like ridiculous like showboating like level of like fake fighting and no it was it was actually fun and uh as far as i'm as far as i believe they're not disrespecting to each other too much not too much there was a little bit uh but i think it was mostly for the for the hype mm-hmm. um but pretty cool though pretty cool fight. yeah i think again the biggest thing is that canelo's corner is just fantastic when it comes to strategy they told him to hit the body you know what i mean gas him out gas him out and triple g couldn't put that shit together because his instincts kind of took over and he was just going for the upstairs punches um which when he finally did start mixing in the body shots that's when canelo started to be looking in trouble and like the fight was more like the first fight but Mm -hmm. canelo because he had such a solid strategy from the beginning uh i think that's why he won the fight so definitely uh, gonna have to go back and uh watch it read just rewatch and analyze it. It'll be a fun, fun match to watch. Hell yeah! Um, um, but 
anyway, recommendation. This is yeah, no, this is our favorite segment of the of the podcast. It's called the before we get into that segment. <laughs> uh, but what about one of those? And what about one of these? We actually in this segment we uh, we recommend fantastic media medias for you guys to check out during the week mm-hmm. and Khan has himself in a little game corner so what you got for us today it is Boyo? really really hard to recommend anything because this episode is two weeks out almost three weeks out now little it's bit. a little bit long yeah but i can tell you that by the time that this episode airs i'm going to be checking out valkyria chronicles 4 valkyria chronicles 4 it is part of a series of strategy rpgs like tactical RPGs and it's just a really fun game and it doesn't do anything particularly out of left field but it's still kind of just good storytelling yeah basically the basic premises is world war two in fantasy world I don't know if I recommended the Valkyria Chronicles before I think I did on on our last pod that has not released yet <laughs> But uh, it is a long, long game with lots of just lots of RNG, actually. Uh, but yeah, you basically are in control of the squad and uh, controlling each member of that squad. Right. Trying to take back, depending on mission, certain areas of the map where there's you know little flags to capture or simply eliminating all your enemies or surviving for X amount of turns. And it's in and what is the the game engine? Like is it a first person shooter or it is, it... is a strategy RPG okay. like Final Fantasy Tactics and stuff. However, it takes place in a more um you control the units. Uh-huh. So you you have a certain amount of action points per turn to spend on use controlling a unit. And so then when you pick your unit that you're going to be moving around that's on the field, that will take one of those action points. You follow me so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now it's a third-person shooter that has kind of slow AI that will track you Mm -hmm. if you come into their threat range and they'll shoot you. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, once once we take a look at some of the um, actual gameplay later on, You'll understand what I'm trying to say where it's like it's a squad-based, cover-based, third-person shooter, and it's a tactics RPG. That's interesting. Yeah, it melds a lot of cool little things together. It's yeah. a really fun game. Kind of reminds me um, of like slightly Fire Emblem-y um, with Final Fantasy mixed with Cerberus. Final Fantasy VII. Everything at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it sounds dope. It's definitely a slower-paced game than an action game, but you'll get what I mean by the the natural feel of a third-person shooter going into cover and uh, moving around the field. That's all really natural. Sounds Um, sick, man. The music is amazing in that series. Just I love I love war horns. Video game war horns is pretty much all of the all of that soundtrack. It's amazing. War never changes. Um, and then uh, on the other side of that, I have been revisiting some older games, and there's actually a really, really, really big plethora of kind of single-player games that simulate a MMORPG experience on certain levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, woohoo! And again, that kind of depends on what kind of part of an MMO that you're uh, interested in. And in my case, when I want, when I think of like a single player MMO, uh, there's a good amount of grinding. 
which is normal and unlocking the ability to kind of do build your character however which way you want um and on top of that some of these games happen to do also take place in uh, i said a lot of weird words there some of these games also take place in virtual reality like mmo games so on that huge list of backlogging stuff there's sword art online which is a given like mmo yeah uh just because of the setting that they use but uh sword art online hollow fragment bullet i don't remember how to say it fragment bullet hollow bullet we'll go look at it later that game is uh actually part of the sword art online universe the third season of sword art online takes place in a game called gun gale online right and it's a gun mmo you pick up guns sci-fi guns even some of them are mechanical right guns do gun things in its mmo but for, <laughs> but for the experience of hollow fragment bullet or whatever the fuck you long anime name edit anywhere you like <laughs> uh there is a really really quick action-packed game it has a lot of auto aiming in it because they want it to be action fast-paced however you can also precision aim you know hold left trigger aim for critical weak spots on monsters there's also some pvp and stuff in that game i don't know how good the uh online player base is i happen to get it in other ways so i could play just the single player experience ways that will not be discussed here um with that in mind, though, Final Fantasy twelve always always easy recommendation from me. I love that game. Uh, Dot Hack has a remaster that was released on PS4 and Steam called Dot Hack GU Last Recode. Again, another long anime name, and uh, I don't remember. I th- I've have me and the concierge recommended Dot Hack to you before, Alex. I mean, just the anime, not the actual game. Yeah, so. The anime is amazing, and this this particular game, we follow Haseo, who is, for all intents and purposes in the storytelling, starts off as a noob who gets player killed, and then he turns it into a pure revenge story of, I'm going to become a player killer, killer. So I'm going to kill people who PK people. Mm. Um, And then he loses his powers, and then that's how... that's. There's a lot of other backstory there, but that's basically how he gets roped into becoming a dot hacker. Got it. So he can he busts viruses later on. There's a whole mystery to the world. Revision two, I think, is technically the full name for quote the second series. Right. Um, and the game is just amazing. It's really, really bland at the beginning honestly because a lot of the combos in the game are just oh yeah you you mash a three times and then you hold right r1 and then you hit any face button and that'll be the most of the gameplay for like a first hour Jeez. so it's kind of is it that's really slow mm-hmm. um but later on you get way more magic you get much more interesting weapon choices to to play around with even if you don't want to play around with those weapon choices you have access to just a really great story great music visually this is a really good update this is for ps4 and PS4. steam okay and on your pc on steam yeah so Sick, last recode man. is just an amazing amazing port honestly okay and so an amazing game how many games do we have now we have the valkyrie valkyria 
Valkyria Chronicles. Chronicles four. By the time this releases, that'll be a fresh game. Yes. Um and as well as uh Sword Art Online. S O A. Um S A O. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Fatal Bullet is the most recent game that came out on Steam that takes place in the world of Gun Gale Online. On Steam. Yes. Uh, Final Fantasy Twelve had a remaster as well. FF12. And .hack GU Last Recode. These are all games that take me a lot of time to play as they are all RPGs. <laughs> but I just slammed all of those recommendations in as fast as I could, which is not very fast for Alex. We're going to have to edit a lot. We have to do I a lot you. of editing, guys. Thank you for it's editing It's okay. All of that. I have two weeks. All right. Well, my recommendation for the week is um, I already recommended it, but I am now seven-tenths of the way through Iron Fist Season 2. Um, and now I actually have some feedback to give you about Iron Fist 2. Um, let's see. I know you've already recommended it, but we're going to take a little segment out of this to just talk about Iron Fist Season 2. Okay, fantastic. I'm so excited about this because there is this... I, I love how they made Danny a little more mature. A lot more mature in this season. Mm. Um, there are some real, like, family... Like they're they're talking about some real like you're only six episodes in too by the way I finished this season yeah well because they talk about like real family problems these these problems are real interactions that human beings have and it's crazy how real they've taken those personal details and 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 incorporated them and made this superheroes these superhero show so human. Mm-hmm. I uh, haven't finished Jessica Jones season two just because I haven't made time to finish it. I did watch some of it after watching, because I believe the timeline goes uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders. Uh, yeah. Season one. I think you're right. Yes. Then I think it's Jessica Jones, Daredevil 2. Oh, wait, no. Daredevil 2 had this before The Defenders, I'm pretty sure. Actually. It did, actually. Yeah, so it was. It would have been Iron Fist 1, Daredevil 2, The Defenders, and then Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Yep, and uh, now Iron we're on Fist. Iron Fist 2. And then we're waiting for Dev- Daredevil three. Uh, 3. Yes. But um, what I was trying to say there is that uh, Marvel has always had very human characters in ways that people don't really understand that as far as I'm concerned, not being like a Marvel versus DC like fanboy, but like Marvel storytelling for making their characters more human is simply about showing that their characters have more human weaknesses. Yes. Like later on in a lot of Superman stuff, he does gain a lot of that stuff. But I mean, most of his interactions for a lot of his stuff is like, I am so overpowered. Like, it doesn't really matter. And then you get this human side of Superman. But unfortunately, he, I don't know, maybe this is just my personal image of Superman, but like, he's so powerful already that the weakness of humanity makes the character weird. 
You know what I'm trying to say? Like yes. that being his strongest weakness next to Kryptonite is a really weird character development. Batman is a very human character, but he's also so powerful, so methodical, so different from Iron Man. And yet I still think Iron Man is more relatable. Yeah, it's crazy. Because he's much darker, much more jaded than Iron Man is. Like, Iron Man is kind of like the guy who everything has worked out for, you know? Kind of. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, yes. Um, Leading into uh, people with lots of money and weird things. Danny Rand. Danny Rand, yes. Right? Uh Uh-huh. I was telling you guys a long time ago, You, I don't know if we can quote it on a podcast, mm-hmm. but I actually really liked Iron Fist Season 1. I know that there was a lot wrong with it, and I do understand that cheese isn't for everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, I still gave it a solid 7, 6 at its worst. I still had lots of fun with it, whereas Iron Fist Season 2 so far has been a very solid eight and a half slash nine yeah like i Same. just i i couldn't i've been i was so immediately sucked into watching it i was telling you earlier i had work on thursday and i stayed up until four o'clock in the morning <laughs> watching it to sleep for three or four hours to wake up at like eight or nine to finish watching it dude that's amazing like i was sucked in i was so excited and then oh i can't even spoil it because it's actually an important spoiler but the season season finale is just is hot fire so So i i haven't finished it myself but um let's see here in i'm going to quote my wife because she finished it without me how dare you she said betty why i just finished it i'm in shock and sad and surprised in so many ways. Please watch it now before I explode when you get here. <laughs> so I need to go finish that shit. Like I said, I'm seven tenths of the way in, and that's fraction, people. Okay, that means I'm in episode hard. seven. Math is hard. Um, it's amazing. Again, and Davos is fantastic. I love Davos. Uh, such What's a amazing dope oh, villain. <laughs> such a dope villain. Right. And the Ish. thing is, he's no. So, I mean, I haven't been following the comics. I will admit to not following the comics that hard. I've read zero comics. But Davos, as a character, has lots of messed up messed up relationships I, yes. I think that i think that's said for most marvel characters have really messed up relationships and they're not ways. having an easy go um and life. so the whole danny Rand davos thing is really hard for especially in real life america like at what point is somebody considered family i think that's kind of just the entirety of iron fist specifically is at what point do you consider somebody family? Because as far as our characters are concerned for Marvel Netflix universe, they're not. Well, well, no. There's they, a lot of there's a lot of ties that are just like Davos isn't family. Yeah, da- Danny doesn't have a family, but he wants a family. That's kind of the entirety of season one, where we're finding out Danny's character and all of the Iron Fist powers, and then the whole thing with Bakudo and. Colleen mm-hmm. and then the hand and then he finally gets a semblance of it with the defenders which they mention he like you know he he likes the idea of the team up because like we're, we're all so powerful yeah and not only that he takes to heart 
the 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 responsibility or the words that that Daredevil had said to him was protect my city. Yeah, and he takes no, but he takes a lot of those different these different character thing uh, developments like to heart. Like the whole thing yeah. with Kun Lun, you know. On one hand, he was told to protect the city, and on the other, he was also told to defeat the hand. Yep. And so he tries to. He literally tracks it down, comes back into his wealth. And I think the thing that hit me the most was, um, for season two at least, was at one point, uh, I don't, oh wait, you're not, this is the thing, I'm trying not to spoil anything while also trying to address family things, but like the whole thing with um, Joy and Ward and Davos Mm -hmm. and Colleen and Danny, this is all not necessarily toxic family relationships, but... It's pretty bad. They definitely put them to extremes in the series. And there's a lot of... The the thing is, is that relationships are hard. Any any relationship is hard. Our relationship as brothers has not been tested to the point of it being hard. Right. But I still consider you family. And I will do anything for you, bro. Likewise, big dog. No, but it's totally a thing. Because now I like that Ward is calling... uh, Danny his brother like right he's like my brother I've always liked Ward you I remember season when we one. were talking about season one was like Ward actually had a pretty pretty good character development there I love Ward he's probably one of my favorite characters he's, on as the far show. as um as far as adaptions go too like I'm pretty sure that Joy is actually Ward's niece in the comics because Ward is supposed to be the uh, the brother of the older Meacham. I don't remember his name ever. The one who died, Henry. Henry. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but, but in this case, as, they made it his but, yeah, dad and and their brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, what I like about Ward is that he has such a he's he's a complex character he's so complex he's he was he started off as the asshole ceo everything is going his way he's so uptight to actually he's being fucking manipulated manipulated in the yeah in 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 the craziest levels exactly and then he gets some like and you, you see his inspiration like the reason for it is that he wants to protect Joy. Let's protect protect Joy. Something and, that a lot of people with family. And it's literally killing him as a person. That it's driving him to addiction and drugs and and you know not being able to like uh, get close to anybody. And uh, but in season two, you see him kind of overcome that. And and it's it's just. In a lot of certain ways, he's taking responsibility and actually addressing the emotional value for a lot of those things that happened. Yes, that's exactly um, what it again, is. And again, without spoiling anything, we're spending a lot of time reviewing Iron Fist Season 2. <laughs> so we're going to get to the actual movie. I don't necessarily have a one-minute plot breakdown, but I do have a fun fanboy weeb rant. I want to so, pause you before you get through with that. And oh, are we in our our, our segment before we get, in, get into no, that? No, but yes, but no. See, the thing I'm trying to say is that uh, you have a lot of editing to do to crunch this because I think we're, what, 20 minutes in? We're like 40 minutes. We're like 40 minutes in and it's just the two of us and we're just talking about billions of things. Just the two. Okay. 
Are we going to get into uh, the podcast within the podcast? Tentacles. Nah, we'll get there. Okay, so my were fanboy- really, really good. <laughs> they were really good. There was a great tentacle scene in there. Not the way that you guys are picturing, you sickos, okay? But 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 the way that you guys are picturing. But the way sickos. that you guys are picturing it. You sickos. You sickos. And that's okay. That's why I like you guys, actually. I love you, Myron. You're a bunch of sickos. Myron. He's going to listen to this podcast and be upset that we took so much time. He's like, what the fuck, guys? This was How did you guys get an hour worth of of commentary between the two of you because we didn't even spend 10 minutes on we're not going to spend 10 minutes on the movie bleach live action by the way go watch it bleach live action netflix (laughs) okay so check it out i got my fanboy rant okay so first of all guys let me tell you why this movie was so amazing as far as like easter eggs go okay first of all i want you guys to know that my cat's name is renji and yes when i get mad at him i use his full name abarai renji Dominguez he, he does so I hope this will <laughs> set the tone for this rant um, I'm not going to go into the list that literally made the weeb inside of me go all over his shonen jump uh, issues okay so number one Ichigo's voice the actor that was casted to play Ichigo had such a like similar voice to the voice actor on the anime I thought I was watching the anime. Uh, number two, Hajime Saito from live action Ruruni Kenshin is Ichigo's dad again. Awesome casting. Number three, it kind of had a little bit of slice of lifeness. Did you they, get that? I actually really appreciated how well those scenes went. It wasn't like, rushed. It was like we were just talking about during the whole movie where. That was so well directed and it captured so much good flavor that we were thrown into the nostalgia bait. And I kept trying to remind you not to be too hard fanboy nostalgia baited when we're trying to review it. But he just. But it worked. He did it. They worked it. They. And and my biggest thing is that I'm like, dude, take a chance and don't try to cram the entire series into one movie. You know Which, what I mean? Part of me knew what they weren't going to do, but I was I kept telling you like I wonder where they're going to stop. You know? I had a feeling that they would stop where they stopped. I that's why I kept on asking like I wonder where they're going to stop cuz they were doing a lot in that first like 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it slowed down. Which without even blinking, like we were just suddenly slowed down as far as chapter progression goes. Yeah. And I think you they slowed it down so that you can really enjoy how the relationship between uh Ichigo and Rukia uh was developing how it developed yeah exactly how they got so close the reason they want to make the viewer believe uh that Ichigo has a close like connection to this girl uh, that she made a huge impact on his life. She does. You know? I just want to say that my girl Orihime don't get no love. She didn't get any love. I, You really... <laughs> you know what? She got she got re- breast reduction for the live action, and that's where all the love disappeared. I mean... <laughs> I will not comment on that. Except he did. No, I did not. How dare you? Um, It was... Uh, 
I, I mean, hey, I, again, I loved the casting for Inoue, uh, Rukia, and Chad, who was awesome. Chad, Urio Ishida. God damn, that guy was amazing. That was the, uh, the casting in this movie, honestly, is mm. spot on. Just as good as. We're like, spending so much time reviewing the movie. Rooney Kenshin. Like, on the live action. Like, they had great casting on that and great acting. I really want to go back and look at the IMDb and stuff and connect all the dots because, honestly, Warner Brothers did a fantastic job with this. Did they do the Drew Kenshin live action? I don't know. I don't care because if they hired the same people, my money is there. Dude, that was first of all, that was a great freestyle. Yeah, right there. I'm going to dab that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, okay, I had... They had a, a music montage, a workout montage, right? Where Ichigo was training and finishing mm-hmm, his mm-hmm, Shinigami mm-hmm. training. Uh, his, it was, I, I think, if I'm not wrong, you guys can correct me on this, but I'm pretty sure this was a song out of uh, the Mongolian uh, Chop Squad. It was, I think it was by Dying Somebody Breed. correct this man because I looked it up. Yeah. And it is definitely not. It's not one of the Dying Breed songs? No, but there's a lot of like red flags to tell me that they were going for that style. The music, like, right? Just that the soundtrack in general was definitely, I felt like they were going for that really punk rock and industrial rock stuff. So I can't fault you for thinking that it would be Dying Breed kind of thing because you just watched Beck Mongolian Job Squad. <laughs> but at the same the, time. In the brain. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know if the thing that I looked up was specifically uh, it, but I believe the band is called Alexandros. Hmm. Okay, maybe I, I it came up on my radio one time. Mm-hmm. Everything's meshing into one thing. Can't differentiate. Um. Now that I'm having my panic attack, I think it's a great time for us to go into our number rating of the movie. And then we can get into some badass moments if because you like. technically that all the all the things that we just did before that was melded together of your plot breakdown that doesn't exist because honestly if you don't know bleach by this point what are you doing with your life uh you only need to read like two volumes if that honestly to, to get along with it like, here's the cool thing that's less than that 14 point. chapters to your point the cool thing about this is that they did it in a way that if you don't know Bleach... This was a good introduction. You can watch this movie and understand everything that went down in this movie. You can... Yeah, if you watch this movie, you will be along for the Bleach fandom ride. And let me tell you that that was a really hard ride. I can't believe we actually got to 2018 where it's technically over. It's freaking crazy, man. It's like being on the Naruto ride where it's just like, how did this happen? Or the Dragon Ball ride, because Dragon Ball don't end. Dragon Ball don't ever end. Dragon Ball like, don't ever end. It's up there with Pokemon. It has Pokemon. a pause called GT. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, is this real? Uh, is this Dragon Ball? And then it doesn't happen. It's poor, not canon. Don't poor, worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> poor Super Saiyan 4. Um, even though they brought it back in Dragon even Ball though, Heroes. Even though they brought it back. Yeah. Dude, I want to I wanna hear this. Okay. Oh, no. Side note. Side note. Put it, and then we'll put a pin in it and we'll go back to, to Bleach. Edit somewhere there. I want mm-hmm. to see the story of this Goku who's the intergalactic... Uh, alternate, cr- the alternate universe the Goku. Al- that's yes. 
he is an intergalactic hero Goku. Yeah, he's like a, a crime investigator. He's serious. He's like poised can and we get calculated. That, can we get that level of GT? I want that. That would be a fun offshoot series. That was cool. Or even a um um uh what what is it the the six universe um the one with Saiyan? the girl saying yeah um I thought that was seventh universe Caulifla seventh universe yeah, cauliflower cauliflower exactly Khalifa and uh anyway Bean I don't know that's that I don't remember his actual name right now end Long of sidebar tangent. Editing here. Alex is going to have so much fun editing. I'm never going to sleep. So He's lived a good life. My number rating for the movie, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it an 8. Ooh. I know. I know yeah. you were listening to me and watching me the, the movie, and you thought it was going to be a 9. I was. But uh, I give it an 8 because... I know they're building up for the next movie. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with this movie. It's perfect. It was perfect. It was a perfect movie. Um, It's just, I know that they wanted to include the other characters, the friends, but there's just so many characters and there's so little time. And there was so, they already jam packed it so much. Yes. And if you really think about it, if you go back and watch the anime and read those beginning chapters, nobody does anything. Not really. It is the, those beginning chapters is literally what is literally Ichigo, Rukia, kind of Ishida. Cause Ishida. yeah, Ishida. Cause he's, He's a he's a Quincy. Yes. Um, and then it leads into just a little bit of Renji being involved because he's going to he's trying to bring her back to the Soul Society, and then Byakura comes in because he's also with Renji. Byakuya, though, that guy was a beast. That was a good casting. I was wondering. Oh okay, my God. can we talk about costumes for a little bit? Because I you was... were blowing Urahara. You were so ready to blow Urahara. You're like, I love this man. Look at him. Look oh, at this man. costume design. They casted Urahara. It was amazing. I like. Can we get more character? I like that they were like hinting towards um, what's going to happen with Chad and Norihime. You know what I mean? How they didn't. He's like, don't you want to help him? Like, kind of, you know, they win this fight. Presence. I'm pretty sure there was a scene in the manga for that. Yeah. And, and that in the manga that had much more, in my opinion, significance than in the movie. But also, I see what you're saying, where like it leads into what the future is going to do. Yeah, what the next movie is going to do with Chad and Orihime. So that was super dope. And um, I'm, I don't know. I but but other than that, that's that's a long I explanation have, of my score. Number eight. Go ahead. Uh, since the is not here, I'm gonna take his bit, mm-hmm. and by his bit, I mean like his spot. Yes. So my true rating, the one that is m- most easily well-rounded headed at me, is also an eight. Okay. There was just I was absolutely having a great time. I thought the pacing was great. I thought that the sound direction was great. The visual, visually, the movie hits every every mark. I was telling you in the beginning how they were using brighter colors to separate our character from these like nobodies while still having still having it be like 
just a brighter movie. It wasn't too edgy at right. the beginning. And then later on, we still used tons of bright colorings, daytime scenes everywhere, fighting, draining. Nothing is brooding, darking, and uh, edginess. It's fine. It's great. I love it. Sound direction, I already mentioned it. Amazing. Casting, amazing. The storytelling was really great honestly Phenomenal. considering that we're recommending this for people to use it as a jump start yeah it's good 100% so my other other brain says it was a 7 ooh see my true self agrees that it's an 8 my 7th my my other brain telling me it's a 7 is because if you're not into superhero movies and some some action movies this might not be for you I can I can definitely see that. There's a lot of weird ways with like the way the storytelling does end up being going and character development. Like you do get some missing tones here and there if you're not into shonen and anime and action movies. So that's a little fine. That that's the only reason it would even lose a point. Now my meme weeb self gives oh, this yes. my first ten. Woo! I was nostalgia baited the whole time. I was having so much fun. Yes. But incredible. that is not technically my true rating, so we still don't have a 10 for me, is what I'm saying. So it, <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you, is that this movie, if you are at all considering yourself calling yourself a Bleach fan, this movie should hit every mark. 100%. There you are be stoked on some life. critiques that you may or may not agree with me on, and that's fine. For And, you know, it'll miss some of those marks, but this movie is great. This was a great homage and shout out to all of us otaku. It was just so much fun. Yes. And I want to end this end the podcast with uh, all you have to do is finish your milk. All you have to do is finish your milk. That's not the end of this podcast, though. No, no. But I was just trying to tell you, like, that's, just, that, that's the end of my my. Bleach. He's foreshadowing is what he's doing. And I like it because now I have something to look forward to. Drinking At the milk. End, that is a tall <laughs> glass of milk. Now, badass moments for me. First of all, every single time. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, oh shit, man! There's so many. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna list my top, uh, my top two. When Ishta busted out his Quincy bow. (laughs) Holy fuck! It was so badass. The first time. The first time, right? The first time. Okay. Yes. I mean, obviously, good, it was good, sick. Good clarification. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Because you didn't actually see it the first time a Quincy Arrow was shot. Also a badass moment, but not one of my top twos. My last one was the fight between Renji and Ichigo. Fight number two. There was only like four fights in that movie. Yeah. If you can consider some of those other ones fights. Because... Me and me and Khan were wondering, is this going to be choreographed? Because in the anime, like the sword fighting wasn't too impressive, honestly. It was very quick animation shonen. Yeah. They just don't show choreography because they don't have the budget for it. Nope. Not until Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um so I was wondering, like, is it just gonna be a bunch of huge slashes and you know, but they're like, uh, don't worry, guys, we got you. We're going to do this choreography, but we're not going to give it all to you at once. 
That was for sure. That was fucking dope. They paced that shit. They're like, all right, you know, here's here's Ichigo at the beginning when he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with this giant ass, like, hilarious literally size sword. Oversized sword. Yeah. Um, my particularly biggest badass moment, other than those. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hi, welcome to Hidden Shadows. Hi, thank you for joining us at Hidden Shadows. What's up? <laughs> My top number one absolute favorite part of the movie is uh, Ishta rolling with his Quincy bow. Oh, when yeah. When he actually starts fighting with the Quincy bow for a little bit, that was just like, I, I love long bows. Oh, my God. I love long bows. <laughs> He's pretty sick. And again, it, it goes back into the idea of like, they're not like super skilled yet but they're strong they're strong and it just makes you so excited at least me it makes me so excited for what's to come damn what's gonna happen yeah what's gonna like yo um hello movie two we're talking about uh ishta's gonna fight captain uh kurotsuchi probably He's probably oh, gonna fight probably. Captain Kurotsuchi. That's, that's the thing is like we the, the, pretty much most of this movie was me and you figuring out when are we going to stop because this is there's so much of bleach. So much of bleach. They're gonna yo needs to get squished down to, into proper storytelling. Kenpachi. Yeah. The fight between Kenpachi and then are Kenpachi we gonna is see such a cool character? He's are so we gonna see? Yeah, are we gonna see a bankai? Are we gonna see a bankai next movie? I feel like if they're trying to milk this for four movies, which is still a lot. Yeah. But like Kenshin did four movies. It did the first movie, the second movie, and then the third movie was two movies, I thought. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm, I did that wrong. There was the first movie, and then the second arc, the Kyoto Fire arc, was split into two movies. Yeah. What I was trying to say is that if this is, for all intents and purposes, the first arc, which yeah. is literally before we go into Soul Society then the problem with the manga transferring it into movie form and the anime also transferring it into movie form would be Soul Society was basically three arcs. Yeah. Squish that down to one movie. Oh, man. There's Can you so do much things to cover in Soul Society. There really is. And Yorochi-sama is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. And and then the fourth movie, and, I, and this is technically where I draw my knowledge like the line in the sand for my knowledge of bleach the fourth movie would have or the third movie would have to be basically actually saving rukia (laughs) yeah because soul society covers so much before you ever get to saving rukia they do it's stupid i hate you titekibo but it's gonna be interesting because it's it's kind of here's the thing it's going to be borderline like an Avengers movie. Do you understand that? In Avengers, and here's why. In Avengers, there's at least like 10 characters, 10 superheroes. Getting at more than two minutes of screen time. Exactly. Now, Soul Society, we're talking about... Uh, Being introduced to the Avengers and then finding out that there's traitors in the Avengers and then still connecting to three teams of avengers yeah and then <laughs> you have to fight um the captain commander mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, man. There's like, so much to cover in Soul Society. I really want to know that. I really hope that they do a good job. So they could totally make this a three movie arc. Four movie. Maybe I'm, a four I'm, movie. Like if they really wanted to milk it, that could be four movies. Because Soul Society could take up two fucking movies on its own. So you think it could be a four movie, but what would be the fourth movie? Because like in the third movie, you got to have the Bankai. You got to have yeah, Ichigo versus That's what I'm saying. Byakuya. Whereas the fourth movie would be actually saving Rukia. <sighs> I don't know, man. That's that's why I'm like, where do you start drawing the line? Because Rukia never actually gets fucking saved. There's so much. There's like 150 chapters of Soul, of Soul Society stuff to go through. I say... If you it, know what I'm trying to say? Like I, I totally and get I don't it. I don't even actually remember at what point you technically quote attempt to save Rukia. I say that they're gonna skip uh, a lot of the stuff. Um and there's a lot of insignificant fights that There are insignificant fights, but not insignificant characters. That's part of the problem. I think I think they're gonna have to start making a few tough decisions, and we're gonna have to cut a few characters that we're just gonna be okay with. Alex, do a lot of editing here because technically I never forgot to my second badass part. We're oh yeah, what is your badass? That first badass moment took so much, yeah, so much to talk about. The second badass moment was the running up the sword. Yes. I was because I made you I literally stopped us, made you rewatch it. Like you didn't I know you didn't catch that because you're like, what? When Renji <laughs> ran up his sword, yeah. Because and the reason I brought it up, it was because we've been talking about how Rooney Kenshin was so phenomenal for live action anime. Yes. And this honestly hits that mark as well. Dude. Like I'm so beyond excited to see more bleach. <laughs> Renji, the guy who played Renji, I was super stoked on. Because he, when you first meet Renji and, and Byakuya, um, it's like... Renji's not a character. He's he's such a he's such a lapdog villain at that point. He is, man. And it's crazy. You just don't know that there's this whole history be, be, behind him and uh, Rukia. Rukia. And Which even to this point, I don't remember enough of. I just know that there's a lot of character there. <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, they... Uh, spoil... Oh, shh. Okay, look. It's all spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Bleach has been out. Bleach Ren- has been finished for like two years now. Yeah. Renji and, and, and Rukia end up having a kid. They get married and they have a baby and and Inoue and yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we won't say much about that. But anyway, they were basically orphans together. They were raised together and they came. They climbed the ranks in oh Renji social came, society. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, again like I I loved watching Renji on on screen that actor like did such a good job of owning each scene with his with his personality and again that choreographed fight was great Kuchki Byakuya was perfectly casted as well I felt like I was watching Elrond from uh The Hobbit 2 whoa because he he has this kind of androgynous quality to him do you know what i'm saying 
I get what you're saying. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? He pretty. He's kind of a pretty guy. And for some reason, um, it, it adds kind of a, a, a quiet, stern mystery to this character. And I thought this actor did a good job of portraying that where Byakuya is, is kind of like grace and beauty in a masculine way. I mean, his fucking sword is 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 razor rose petals. God he's damn it! A beautiful, he's a beautiful human being slash not human. Being. And and so they casted this dude that that he was he he wasn't feminine. He was still like graceful in a badass way, and he he had such an intimidating presence. And the way he owned Ichigo was so like just a very. What's what's the word? Such a such a alpha, a final <laughs> alpha. Yeah, it's like an alpha way. Thank you. Like he was he just no, he was dominating. Really, he really him. just like he, he like. There's no there's no there's a couple of different ways to say this. I'm not particularly good at my vocabulary slash. I'm trying words to are hard. Them. I'm trying to woo them ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was alpha as fuck. He, yeah, dude. Like shuts him down, and then. Just knows that he's superior out 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 the gate, anyways. Yeah, like he just shuts him down. Doesn't doesn't give a shit. That's gonna be interesting, man. Um, anyways, guys, uh, we have fanboyed so hard on two separate. Uh, Alex has lots of editing to do. So much editing to do. But guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this character. Um, go follow us at hstsc33 on instagram and now twitter we jumped on the twitter back uh, wagon hopefully to reach more of you guys out there hidden shadows of the secret chamber on facebook what do you have to twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja carve you guys can always find this link on sundays when we actually do our live stream um join in Give us your opinions. Talk about the movies that we watched last week. We'll read them on the pod and and just have a chat about what it is that you uh, what you thought. Um. Anyways, y'all, Netflix, go ch- go catch Bleach, uh, the live action. Get those views up. Let everybody know. Let those directors. Let those producers know that we want more. We need more. We need the Soul Society arc. Uh, other than that, also, y'all. Also, can we get more anime movies done on this particular level? Yeah, man. Actually, can we just get more movies done on this level? Okay, I would appreciate with that. We're gonna end this anime on not this anime. What the fuck? This episode. This is a really long anime. We're thirty-four episodes in, aren't Holy we? Holy shit! Uh, the end. End this show on what anime? What's the next anime that you want to see done a live action of? Go. Go where? To that place in your brain where you are thinking of the anime that you want to be made as live action next. Oh, that's what you're asking them? I totally spaced out thinking about that particular thing. I was like, I could use a Hunter x Hunter live action. Hunter x Hunter. I could use a Yu Yu Hakusho live action oh, if it's done on this level. Yu Yu Hakusho. Just, just pause. Just pause. They don't even need to get to the Dark Tournament, which is one of the biggest arcs. They just need to do a movie... On the first, like, two arcs. Oh, my God. Do you know how much fun you would have watching 
the first two arcs of Yu Yu Hakusho as a live action, that actually would be a easy singular movie because it's just literally, hi, I'm Yusuke Yurameshi and I'm a fucking piece of shit, bruh. And then he just, he just gets, he's like, just kidding. I'm not a piece of shit. I'm going to save you little boy. Saves the little boy, becomes a spirit detective, comes back to life and still has to continue with his spirit detective duties. And then he meets Kurama and Hiei. And then Kuwabara gets his special ability. Yep. And that's it. They've met Genkai. They haven't done the Dark Tournament itself. That would be the that would be the first movie. Yeah. That literally leads up to all of the craziness of the Dark Tournament. Oh my god, Dark Tournament is so insane. But that that anime was like be like beyond light years ahead of it's time. The other animes. It was, yeah. it was so ahead of, or I guess in a lot of ways it was ahead of its time in other story in other ways. Because yeah. like at that time Gundam was still doing lots of cool shit. Gundam is doing lots of good shit right now. I'm just not a particular cocksucker for seed. Yeah. Yeah. Get it? Hey, ah, I don't swallow this. All right. So, my dude. Podcast end. Podcast. This is the end of the podcast. I hope y'all had a blast. Anyways, we will see you guys next time. We're hitting Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Have a, have a, have a nice night. Have a, good, have a good day. Whatever yeah. the hell you're listening to this podcast. Have a good time. 